Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm Rex Nelson, Senior Editor of the Democrat Gazette, and delighted today to have the president of the Little Rock Rotary Club, a longtime friend, Little Rock Public Relations Executive, Denver Peacock. We're going to talk about the capital city. We're going to talk about the club, but the city as a whole, too, because the club has always played such a important role. So, Denver, first of all, congratulations on heading what I always describe, because it really is one of the largest and oldest civic clubs in the country, and uh, thank you for being here with us today. Rex, it's always a pleasure to be with you. You know, we have connections going back to our Washita roots and our love for the Tigers and all about Arkansas politics and sports and all the fun entertainment and food. And I mean, I've just consider you a great friend and it's it's been a lot of fun uh, continuing to keep this uh, conversation that we've had ongoing for so many years now. For those not familiar with uh, what commonly people that are familiar with it just refer to as Club 99, talk, talk a little bit about a, what an old historic club it is. Obviously, if it's Club 99, it was one of the first 100 Rotary Clubs in America. That's, that's correct. You know, Of course, you know that uh, Rotary Club 99, as the 99th club chartered by Rotary International, it's in the first hundred there's about 36,000 ish now 30,000 clubs in the world now so to be among the first hundred is quite an achievement but we're also uh, distinguished in that we're one of the at at least the top 50 largest clubs in the world if not top 25 uh, with nearly 350 members Mm. we try not to spend a lot of time talking about being owed (laughs) we like to talk more about being the premier civic and service organization in arkansas and so that's really kind of our focus but you're right our history is is pretty amazing it's over 107 years old we celebrated our centennial about seven years ago with uh, the plaza that's down in the river market by the uh, la petite roche and so we have a connection to the city that's uh, unique in that, you know, a lot of folks consider us the downtown Rotary Club, but we feel like we're a little bit broader than that. We have members from all the way from Conway and North Little Rock and cities around us. So it's it's not uncommon at all for us to consider ourselves a, a broader than more of like a central Arkansas Rotary Club. And that's not to cast any shade at all to the other Rotary mm-hmm. Clubs. There's a mm-hmm. lot of great ones in this, and particularly in Little Rock and North Little Rock and so they have a role they have a purpose some people prefer the times that they meet over ours but there's just something special at least for me I'm biased in that Club 99 has always had a really strong connection to this community as having some of the leaders uh, you know you have everything from government officials uh, U.S. congressman is a past president French Hill to our county judge uh, Barry Hyde to Mayor Frank Scott of Little Rock to our state reps, city council members, state senator. And then you've got the leading nonprofit executive directors, the healthcare leaders in our community. A lot of the folks who run businesses, you know, whether it's lawyers or accountants or you name it, uh, there is just a, a really strong mix, a wide variety of leaders, including a lot in the media space. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, I, you said you don't really look back, but again, if you look at the history, there has been an integral involvement with that club in the civic life of the city, if you look back decades, right? Well, sure, absolutely. I mean, there is a, a great history. You know, one of the 
coolest programs that we have is is our oldest standing committee, which is the Ottenheimer International Youth Program. In 2023, it will be the 75th year of that program. The Ottenheimer brothers from Germany donated the money to get that started, and we've kept that as an ongoing program. We bring in two participants, usually college-age kids from another country. We rotate between male and female each year, Mm -hmm. and we've probably had more than 50 countries represented who have come to Arkansas, specifically Little Rock. They spend at least three weeks here in Arkansas traveling all around, learning about all that our culture has to offer. We host them, we share with them, we get to learn about their country and kind of their culture. And then they spend three days in DC and then they go back home. And so we've developed these friendships over the years just in that one program. Some of the other things that you might know Rotary for is think about the Miracle League, uh, Mm -hmm. the ballpark for kids with special needs uh, that want to have an experience where they can be somewhat independent from their parents with the buddy system. Uh, The Rotary Club of Little Rock raised the money to make that happen. And so it's just always looking for something really unique uh, and interesting way that we can kind of fill a gap that government can't do or maybe a private business may not want to do but for an entity like a civic club like rotary that can come in and actually say hey we see an opportunity or a challenge and we want to see if we can try to at least help spur on those who can serve both with their time and money and hopefully encourage the public at large not just members to actually tackle a problem and I, I can give you a couple examples if you have time yeah well absolutely so one of them that we're hoping to uh, continue to build on is our long-standing partnership with the Little Rock School District mm-hmm. um, you know so goes the Little Rock School District so goes the city and I so, agree completely and so the, you can't have a, a great urban city without a great urban school district and of course we all know the history of the challenges that we face there and some of those are challenging uh, to say the least and so I don't want to belittle or lighten the fact that there are some challenges that one civic club can overcome that's it's generational there are some challenges there that but we can all kind of we can all kind of work towards finding Mm -hmm. some of those areas of common ground solutions and the one that we've really focused on is literacy we've had a long partnership of reading dictionaries to and giving dictionaries to third graders and all the Little Rock school districts. Uh, but we, you know, as we've, time has gone on, the technology's advanced, the kids have access to the words now through their, you know, school district issued tablets and such. So right. we, we've kind of shifted away from that and w- w- under the direction of past superintendent Michael Poor, we started the One District, One Book campaign where we work with different banks and others who donate books so that all the kids are reading from the same book and from the and so they're all getting excited and learning about financial literacy while they're also learning about just straight literacy and then as we started looking at some of the research and data by excel by eight and by the winthrop rockefeller foundation you know you started realizing that you know kids and the brain science that's out there kids are learning how to read up until third grade Mm -hmm. and once they get to third grade they have to read to learn. That's an extremely pivotal point in the right. development of a young person. And if we don't catch those kids before they start reading to learn, if they get to third grade and they can't read on grade level, the, the chances of that child 
being a dropout or getting involved in violent or criminal behavior is extraordinarily higher than it would be otherwise. So we are working with the school district on a new pilot initiative that Mitch Bettis is heading up for our club and uh, Kathy French of Our Kids Read. And what Mm -hmm. we're doing is we're we did a pilot this summer where we're going to go alongside the summer program of Little Rock School District. So these kids who are in the summer school program, they have literacy experts who are going to spend more time with those kids. And we're going to, we came in and tried to volunteer and try to read, pull kids out. They need a little extra attention. Teachers can't do it all, as we know. It takes a village. And so what we're going to do is replicate that during the school year, the second nine weeks and third nine weeks. We will partner with, we'll be a smaller pilot where we'll partner with probably a couple of schools, elementary schools, and uh, we'll try to bring in businesses like, say, Blue Cross Blue Shield and others who want to partner with us, and they will take on, maybe they adopt a school, and so they'll have mentors coming in a couple of times a week from 3.30 to 5, and just spend a little bit of extra time with those kids. Now, you can't teach them for an hour and a half. I, mean, mm-hmm. they're, I know that with my own kids, their uh, appetite for learning constantly is limited so right. you got to mix in a little bit of recess you got to mix in just a little bit of variety and some of these kids aren't getting fed when they get home so we want to make sure that there's some opportunity potentially for some wraparound services kids who might need a little extra mental health support you know that might identify some of those things that can be referred out to get some of the help they need so it's bigger issue than anything that rotary could ever do but we feel like it's something that we can do. If we can just have a little bit of a dent or an impact in that area, we think that can be very helpful for the long-term success of our city and our community. You know, in addition to your projects that you've been talking about, you've put a focus on your programs for the weekly meetings that are held every Tuesday at the Clinton Presidential Center. As you know, I lived in Washington, D.C. for part of the 1980s, and one of the great things I loved there were all of the lectures I could attend, whether it was at one of the Smithsonian institutions, the National Press Club. And I moved back here in 89, and as we moved up through the 90s and into the 2000s, I was just always very pleasantly surprised for a city of this size of the great programs you could go to, whether it was what the Clinton School was doing, whether it was UALR, whether it was the Little Rock Touchdown Club on the sports end, which you and I were involved with. I mean, Central Arkansas Library System with some of the lectures they do. I mean, it was really unusual to get some of the names for a city this size. Um, A lot of that went on hiatus. It was understandable with the pandemic. It hasn't been cranked up, but you're doing some big time programs uh, as part of your weekly meetings now. Well, we felt like coming out of COVID that we really needed to kind of step it up a little bit, bring a lot more energy to the club. It just, you know, we all collectively lived through a two and a half year global pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's, it's no fault of anybody at all. It's, you know, it's just the nature of where we are and where we've been as a society. And so I felt like, you know, I'm, I've been blessed with this opportunity to serve on the cusp of the, towards the end of it. I know it's still out there. I don't want to, you know, downplay the fact that people are still getting sick and dying. That's very but, evident. But most Americans but are moving on, the so rest to speak. Of, yeah, America's, American in particular, Americans have said, okay, we now understand the risk. We're willing to live with the risk. Mm-hmm. We want to get back to being a, a social society again. And one of the things I felt like as coming in as uh, president-elect, I needed to, to really push our club to think more broadly about 
How can we all get back re-engaged again, connected socially and through service, but also through our weekly gatherings, which is our Tuesday meetings uh, at the Clinton Center. We meet every week. And so to keep energy that you got to bring some big names. And so I asked our board, I said, hey, can you guys give me just a little bit of extra expense money for some of these out of town guests? And Mm -hmm. they were unanimously Mm -hmm. supportive of that effort. It was kind of a new thing for the club. And what I found out is most of the folks that I've asked to come in or we've asked to come in, Chris Bond is our program chair doing a fantastic job. And he and I and Karen Fetzer, our executive director, who's just amazing, we're all working together to kind of help book a lot of these programs. And what we found out is most of the folks, when you ask them, they are honored enough to come and most of them can pay for it out of their own business or association accounts but it's really nice to be able to offer it Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) so uh, you know we haven't seen as many of them taking us up on the offer but i feel a lot better reaching out to some of the friends that i've had through my years of working for the clintons and been around in dc and a lot of the different people that i've known are now doing all these fun amazing things you know just Recently, we had Jennifer Palmieri, who mm-hmm. was a communications director for President Obama, and she worked for Hillary's campaign, and I worked with her during the Clinton administration. She was one of my bosses. Well, yeah. thanks to a partnership with the Clinton School with Dean Vicki Soto, she had a relationship with Mark McKinnon. So we partnered on that together and brought in Shane Broadway and the Political Animals Club, and we did a really fun program with featuring Showtimes of the Circus which is an amazing political show, a documentary that comes out weekly, usually in about six months out of the year. It's coming up again later mm-hmm. this month. And so what we did was we brought them in and had a bipartisan conversation around what's going on in politics without screaming at each other. And, you know, I don't watch all the crazy shows at Me night. Me neither. I, I, can't, I can't handle it. My wife, well, everyone says, well, you're so political. I'm like, really, I'm not. I don't watch any of that stuff. But, Me neither. Uh, I'll watch the local news, and I'll watch a couple of national news shows, like, you know, in the evening. But I don't watch any of the cable stuff, uh, unless there's a big news like the queen dying or things like that. But my point in all that is saying we wanted to bring programs that, appeal to a wide variety of our attendees they're not all sports people but Mm -hmm. we do have sports programs right you know sec commissioner greg sankey is a good example of a a great program we did a program on the nil issue that's happening now in Mm -hmm. college sports with terry prentice of the university of arkansas and uh, steve sullivan helped us out with that and a few others locally to kind of help bring a light to that issue and we've had political programs too but we can't be all political programs right so it's trying to find the balance so we had valerie biden owens here who's president biden's younger sister who's right who was the first female to ever run a, a a presidential campaign she's an amazing speaker and New York Times bestselling author, as was Jennifer Palmieri. And then we're bringing in others who have like a business sense. You know, we've got Steve Williams of Mavericks coming in later this year. You know, he's the founder of Maverick or, you know, and he's Mm -hmm. chairman and CEO, and he's an amazing leader, a thought leader on transportation issues. What better time of the year than around Christmas when we talk about supply chain issues right. and you know people ordering massive amounts of gifts to be delivered, we're going to have him in right yeah. before that. So we try to... Plus the fact Little Rock's becoming yeah. very rapidly a distribution oh, hub. No question Much about like that. Memphis. Yeah, much, and that's one of the things I was hoping would happen, and I'm glad to see it's coming to fruition. I, I drove yesterday down Highway 70 headed east, and you know... 
you've already got the Amazon complex there in North Little Rock and work has already started on the other two that are already going in there. Dollar General going in there and Lowe's, I believe, is yeah. the other one going in. Well, and most of those are being built by a company here in uh, Little Rock that you'll we're going to mm-hmm. talk about later on. I don't think I can disclose that right now. The other thing is think about business like Mary Street, Stephanie's sister, who is, mm-hmm. she's the head of external affairs for BP America. You know, that's a global company that can talk about what's going on in the oil and gas industry and the energy stuff. So we're we're trying to find things that are both interesting, innovative in a way, and also can break news. So we've I think in every program so far we've had some component of media attend or report on the meeting so far. And that was part of my goal when Chris Bond and I talked about this was what can we do to appeal to the different segments of media? It could be the sports page, it could be business, it could be political. The other thing we're doing is trying to find really unique local programs that are interesting to uh, our attendees. You know, we can't just do regional and national programs. If we don't have the budget, we don't pay honorariums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's only so many authors who want to come here and sign books. And exactly. books. So, you know, we have to be thoughtful about that. And one of the things that Chris Bond wanted to do was do a quarterly panel series on topics of interest. We did one on the homeless issue in Little Rock recently and brought in four or five of the nonprofit leaders who were in that space to talk about that. We'll probably do one on the crime issue in Little Mm -hmm. Rock. I mean, there's going to be others that we're going to want to talk about and allow, instead of having one person come in and talk about it from their perspective solely, we can do a panel and have a lot more perspectives that are a part of it. We did a program recently on the new 30 Crossing design program that Studio Maine has put in place. And of course, there's no funding yet, but you got to start with tremendous potential for downtown the for t- a beautiful green space, that so twi- more than 30 acres. That twi- Yeah, at least 20 acres and maybe mm-hmm. up to 30. There's a, a great opportunity for us to reimagine what our city is going to look like mm-hmm. after the highway department and Garver have finished up their work. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity there for Rotary Club with our meeting being on one side of the project and our office being on the other. I told Lori Tudor, the head of the highway department, I said, you know, we we want to be part of the solution, right. be part of the conversation. We want to be helpful in making sure that we bring ideas to life. And at some point, there probably will need to be a bond campaign. And, you know, maybe we can help bring life to that as a city to help get people excited about one of their two of the ideas that are going to go into place. We can't afford to have that just green space growing up weeds for five years. It needs needs energy and it needs ideas being put in place now because it's before we turn around, it'll uh, be time to develop that money. Yeah. And so that's not something that you can just do at a whim. And so those are the kind of things that we're thinking about with programs is how do we continue to, uh, and, and we get a lot, our podium's very coveted. I, I mean, I'll admit that it's, we get a, we have to say no more than we to say yes. Yeah. And, and, and I try to explain to our friends and some of them are members mm-hmm. and I say, Hey, bring me an idea that's going to break news. So, you know, we've been talking to, uh, Kelly Bass as an example, he's a member in membership engagement. He's going to want to talk about stuff going on in the Museum of Discovery. they got a lot mm-hmm. going on. I said, all right, come to us. 
either make, make the news here, either make news at Rotary or make it that morning, and then and then expound on the story later that mm-hmm. same day. Mm-hmm. Don't make us the two or three weeks after the. We don't want to be your you know your leftovers. We want to be part of your rollout strategy, and being in PR, I understand that, and we have a lot of great PR practitioners in our club, and so I want them to bring their ideas, and let's let's talk to their clients you know as they feel comfortable so that they know that they can trust us to keep it quiet until they're ready to break it but we book our programs three four months in advance sometimes so another one is what's going on with the downtown uh with the new symphony we we're hoping we can get them on soon new facility being built over by where you meet but we don't know what the facility is going to look like yet Mm -hmm. release it with us share the news at rotary the other one is going to be the the one health and lion college and what they're doing with the vet and dental school dental schools again right by where you meet in the heifer international that's right we've been talking to bailey moe and jordan johnson my friends and uh, we share office space with with my company the peacock group i said guys when you're ready to roll out the new designs and all you're going to be doing let rotary be part of your conversation mm-hmm. and so it's not going to work for all these groups but that's the the attitude that we brought to this and i think it helps make people think about us in a way that we can be another media source for them and how they think about the thought leadership around what they're doing and how they roll out their programs and what right. they're doing so that's that's kind of the gist of it so far so good we're about a quarter in it's working. The other thing that we're doing with programs and a little broader is like the social aspect, like the Club 99 dinner parties that we're going to be having, where you go into homes, other Rotarians' homes, and have dinner. Mm-hmm. And we use the, our lunch budget to help pay for that. So we're, we're going to continue to do things like that. The partnership we have with Dunbar Magnet Middle School, we've adopted that school as part of our Little Rock School District uh, campaign, and we're working with them. Uh, we've already done a big uh, tailgate. Don Coe has this amazing grill with Arkansas Family Methodist. It's, a, it's phenomenal. He is the Club 99 tailgate king. And so we, we did a big cookout for their uh, opening, coming back to school party. Well, we're going to be doing another one for the Dunbar Bobcats. They're playing it the historic Little Rock Quigley Stadium here soon in October, and we're gonna have a a tailgate. We wanna be an extension of their PTA. We don't wanna replace it, Mm -hmm. but we wanna continue to do goodie bags and mentor programs that past President Hank Kelly put in place. We wanna continue the good work that's already been done with Dunbar. We just wanna ramp it up a little bit. Gotcha. We'll be back with more of the Southern Fried Podcast, but first, this break. Hi, Rex Nelson here. Thanks for listening so far. A lot of the topics we cover here on the Southern Fried Podcast and many more can be found on the pages of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. If you'd like to support this great newspaper's commitment to bringing you the latest in Arkansas news, sports, and entertainment, consider subscribing to the Democrat Gazette today. With your subscription, you'll get a digital edition of the newspaper every morning, along with the latest news and updates delivered to you on an iPad, provided at no extra cost. For just $34 a month, you'll get the same award-winning journalism you've come to expect from the Democrat Gazette, including my three weekly columns, plus exclusive photo galleries, videos, articles, and digital extras all in the palm of your hand. 
To sign up today, call 1-800-482-1121 or visit us online at arkansasonline.com forward slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I attended the meeting where you became the president, your first meeting as president. There were little signs on every table that said, illuminate the rock. And we quickly learned why that day that one of your big projects is that you want the club to really lead an overall fundraising effort. Speaking of infrastructure earlier, we were talking about 30 crossing, but to light the Broadway bridge connecting downtown Little Rock and North Little Rock talk about that project yeah it's a, a really fun one for me and i'm a, in no illusion it's not going to take a while so yeah you know we're no one's saying this is going to be done this year and we're going to have lights next year i mean it's it's going to take a while but i felt like that particular bridge as beautiful as it is with the double arches you know thanks to then judge buddy Valines, who had the vision of making it not just your standard new that's bridge. right thank you buddy for actually in investing in your road and bridge money uh tw- to the tune of about 20 million dollars to build those beautiful arches and i believe it's the most beautiful bridge in arkansas not connected to another state right right and so the greenville bridge is my favorite greenville's uh, incredible and i love the mississippi Mem- but yeah and yeah. i love the memphis bridges so and i grew up close to in mccrory yeah but County, in so. not connected to another state yeah. i agree yeah in arkansas i don't know of a bridge that's more spectacular that's more of a beautiful thing you know you got to think about, you know, I worked at CJW for years and we were part of the tourism and thinking about how do we promote the state. It's just like Disney World. You got to bring new amenities on all the time. You got to have a new ride every year. You got to have something new to get people yeah. going. And so in the Little Rock. It used to be the line my old friend Joe David Rice used when he was tourism director. You got to add a new ride every that's right. year. And so why not? You know, we already have a bridge lighting culture in this community, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Entergy Arkansas for their centennial, they lit the other three bridges. And, you know, Buddy helped with the Big Dam Bridge and then with the Two Rivers Park Bridge. Those yes. are lit up. So there is a culture already in our community. And I th- when I say community, I mean broader Central Arkansas community to light up our buildings and our bridges tonight simmons bank has mm, done a great job incredible what they've done down in the river market yeah and, and you know in the tower building and others have always been lit so there are as a culture here to to be a kind of a, a light for people when they come through across i-30 for many many years but we need to take it to the next level we've got this bridge that's beautiful during the day and it's dark at night and mm-hmm. so why not lead an effort where we can rally the folks that want to see Little Rock and downtown North Little Rock, Argenta, thrive. Let's all come together and take advantage of this beautiful asset and let's just spruce it up a lot. Milwaukee has done an effort similar to this where they used a lot of private funds and foundation and corporate dollars to light the light the hone. And it's this gorgeous right. bridge in Milwaukee and they're helping us think through some of that. Which at that first meeting I attended, you yeah. really focused on that effort. That was so we brought in the Michael Holstad, who was our uh, consultant, kind of helping us on the side, making us think through some of the dynamics. And Kuntz, Dean Hoover out of Moralton and Kuntz Electric, mm-hmm. they did the first bridges. And right. they, they've made it a nationwide thing. They do bridges all across the country, maybe around the world. I'm not sure how broad their scope is now, but they are doing bridges 
lighting bridges all over the place. And they're right in our backyard. I mean, they're mm-hmm. in Moralton. So we have a lot of great expertise here. The challenge is, is making sure that we continue to build on the momentum. So we branded the whole year, both through my work on the tricentennial and then kind of playing that into my theme as Rotary president is illuminate the rock. And so that's a broader theme than just the Broadway bridge because, you know, there may be an opportunity to eliminate something in the the 30 crossing park. There's opportunities potentially with partnership with the Little Rock CVB to bring on lighting that corresponds with all the bridges and not just the Broadway being separate from them. We want to work together as a good teammate. And one of the things that I really think could really not only tie in the Broadway bridge lighting and our partnership with the schools is a coding initiative, which has been a major initiative by Governor Asa Hutchison is to becoming the leading coding governor in America. Why not do what they did in Milwaukee and have a coding competition with our urban school district kids? So you Mm -hmm. can think about Little Rock, North Little Rock, Pulaski County Special School District, all having these coding programs and competitions where they actually come in and they develop sound and light shows to their favorite music. Mm -hmm. And the winners are the finalists, and then the winner gets to see his or her display on the Broadway Bridge. On the bridge, yeah. We could have boats out in the river. We can have people along the sides. Just imagine a fun, whether it's country or hip-hop or whatever, you name it, as long as it's clean. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You could have some amazing, allow these kids their like I talk about illuminating, have their light bulbs go off in their head where they say, you know what, I can do this, this is fun. I can see myself doing this as a career. We have so many companies here with this FinTech and all the other companies here, Aptigee and others who need coding. They need, mm-hmm. they need young people to get excited about coding. Come partner with us, Aptigee. Come partner with us and help us think through how to develop this program so that not only can we have a beautiful asset for the tourism and for community engagement around health and wellness, you know, walking across night walks and other things uh, and having entertainment with boaters and others in the water and utilizing our river. That's such an asset that we don't fully take advantage of as either city has not fully taken advantage of, in my opinion, over the years. And we need to refocus, get our downtown developers and those others investors who are coming in as they think about mixed-use facilities and apartments and condos and boutique hotels and restaurants and bars and you know rooftop pools and bars overlooking the river like we need to Mm -hmm. all fully embrace and there are a lot of players you know the lisa farrell's uh and the jim jackson's you know what they're doing right little rock it's phenomenal a lot going on you know the greg nabholtz's of argenta are doing some amazing things so i don't Mm -hmm. want to shortchange what's already happening we just want to come alongside you and partner and help help spur on more thinking around that why do we have a massive parking lot that's just for city government let's find a way to to do a swap out do a parking deck and let's get some developers to come in right along the river and develop that parking lot to this amazing mixed-use facility with restaurants and bars. Think San Antonio on the Riverwalk. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out a way to bring us together and, and bring the water, the, this incredible asset that we have, let's bring it to life. And so that's beyond Rotary. That's just kind of where my headspace is on this. How can we all work together with Gabe Holmstrom and his group with the Downtown 
Little Rock Partnership and, all, and the Jay Chester and the Chamber and all the others. And let's figure out a way that we can continue to build momentum for Little Rock and North Little Rock. And what we can do at Rotary is we can at least during my presidential year, and I think Natalie Gadotti is following me, then Jason Chaco, I think you'll see folks. a three-year effort to continue the work of how do we continue to be a relevant and a innovative partner with all these other entities? How can we continue to provide a voice both with our programs and our service and with our social media and all the other ways that we can be a conduit to support the efforts of those who are wanting to see our city thrive? And so goes like the school district in the city, so goes the city in the downtown. Mm-hmm. You agree. have to have a great downtown. And I'm very encouraged to hear about so many developers who are out of state who are seeing these properties that are vacant. I know you write about this a lot, Rex, and mm-hmm. I love reading your stories about downtown. But there are a lot of folks who have picked up on the fact that Little Rock is this gem. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've talked to others. Right for investment, it really is. Well, think about what you have with in California, they're, they're rationing water supply. Exactly. I talked to a good friend the other day. He said he... he well, has, we go, we <laughs> go nearby to Jackson, yeah. Mississippi for a great yeah. tragedy just next door. And here we are, and we're going to have to wrap up. I told you this would go fast, Amber, but here we are in Little Rock with not only plenty of drinking water, but drinking water that routinely wins contest as the best drinking water in America yeah, no, for we Central have, Arkansas water. Yeah, we what have an, another jewel for this region. It's incredible. We have great ener- we have a great energy supply. We have great water supply. We have beautiful hills, trees, we have the river, incredible assets. All the things that people in California and Arizona have to ration right now. Some of those folks may want to consider relocating. We have a great food culture, restaurant, foodie culture. There's a lot of great things going on here. We have some needs. Obviously, we have some issues with crime and school in some of the school issues with some of our young people. But we got to continue to address those things. And let's not oversell that. Let's continue to focus on the positive. Let's figure out a way we can all work together to drive some solutions and continue to make Little Rock and North Little Rock and this entire region an incredible place to live, grow, and raise a family. All right. Denver, thank you. I told you to go fast once we well, get let's started. Do, let's do a part two later. All right. We, do, we will. Right, okay. That's an easy program for me. Right. We will definitely do part two. Denver Peacock, Little Rock Public Relations Executive and now President of the Little Rock Rotary Club. Our guest, thank you for joining us. I'm Rex Nelson from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You've been listening to the Southern Fried Podcast.